Hey, sister queens, what is up? What is happening? How are all the things? Welcome back to Shades of Strong, where we ain't never scared to talk about all the things that shape, make, and sometimes break. The strong black woman. It's your girl, Cheryl, and I'm back with the final episode in the Not Your Superwoman miniseries. Y'all, this is the last one. After this episode, we will take a, another short break. <laughs> and then we will come back with the premiere of season four. And ladies, let me tell y'all, season four is all the things. It is all the things. So be on the lookout for the trailer, which we will probably be releasing within the next two to three weeks or so. Be on the lookout for the trailer, which will give you a little insight on what we'll be talking about during season four. And like I say, y'all, it's all the things. I cannot wait. And along with season four, of course, we are launching some other things along with that. And it's all going to be so amazing, y'all. Like, it's just so amazing. Like, I'm just super excited about the things that God has dropped in me spirit and yeah it's gonna be good it's going to be good so listen like i said this is the final episode at us on your favorite social media platform and let us know what you think about the series did you enjoy it? did you hate it are you indifferent what is happening what nuggets did you take from it what changes have you made as a result of listening did you have any aha moments we would love to hear about them so yeah Add us on your favorite social media platform. We are Shades of Strong everywhere. Yes. And you can also leave us a voicemail on the website at shadesofstrong.com if you want to do that because, hey, we'd love to hear your voice too. So listen, as I was preparing for this episode, I came across a journal entry I wrote back in November of 2018. And I want to read it to you because I want you to understand my journey to uncaping, unmasking, and unhiding. And when I went, listen, when I came across this journal entry, I was looking for something on my computer because I do some journaling on my computer and in a physical um, journal. But anyway, when I came across this entry, I was like, oh my gosh, oh, I can't believe I was going through that. But anyway, I want to read it to you because I want you to understand my journey to uncaping, unmasking, and unhiding. Okay? So here we go. Calm down, they say. It's going to be all right, they say. Life happens to the best of us, they said. This did not catch God by surprise, they said. But none of that changes the fact that I am hurting. My heart feels like it's literally breaking with every breath. So I lie here in bed, fighting back the tears, while dealing with yet another one of life's tragic events. It seems I just cannot escape the darkness and gloom that is apparently my life. Everywhere I turn, there's a dark cloud lurking in the alley just waiting for the perfect opportunity to attack. The perfect opportunity to send me back into the abyss of anxiety and depression. 
I'm there in a world of darkness and I'm trying desperately to pull myself out with prayer, meditation, and positive affirmation, but nothing is working. I scream from within, but no one hears me. No one sees me, not even God. My eyes are burning from lack of sleep. My heart is heavy and my body aches because I have all these emotions trapped inside just waiting to be set free. But I can't give them what they need. I can't set them free. So I lie here in silence with a lump in my throat, thinking about several bottles of pills in my dresser drawer, wishing I were dead and trying desperately to find the courage to make that wish my reality. The silence is screaming, enough is enough. Let it all go. And I want to, I really want to stop hurting. Y'all, when I read that, and I look, I look at my life then in 2018 and my life now. Oof. Like, oof, the growth. So listen, I don't get behind this mic and pretend that everything is perfect in my world. There have been and there are still days when I feel like I just can't go on. Days when I plead with God to rock me to sleep but in the same breath, beg him not to wake me. Days when I've contemplated ending it all. And that doesn't mean that I've been possessed by some evil spirit. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It means I have silenced my pain for years and buried it deep inside, away from the world of critics who think everything can be fixed with positive thinking and prayer. And I ain't judging them because I used to reside in that space too. <laughs> I used to think if God couldn't fix it, it could not be fixed. And so when he couldn't fix it, when it wasn't being fixed with, pos with positive affirmations and prayer, I thought there was something wrong with me. I kept asking myself, why can't I pull myself out of these dark places. And on a rare occasion when I was able to pull myself out of those places, I couldn't, for some reason, couldn't stay out of it. <laughs> I would always end, back, end up back in the darkness. Well, let me tell you why I couldn't. Because I struggled with processing my emotions. I struggled with relinquishing control. I struggled with asking for help. That was the superwoman in me. <laughs> I didn't know how to do any of those things because I've always been the strong one in my family. But I have finally learned, well, I'll say I am finally learning that being strong doesn't mean suffering in silence. Being strong is having the courage to say, I'm not okay. Being strong is having the courage to say, I ain't nobody's superwoman. <laughs> it's having the courage to say, I need help. I cannot do this 
alone. That's what being strong is. But we have this misguided belief that is suppressing an emotion, that is working ourselves to all hours of the night, that is hustling and grinding. Being strong is none of those things. It's none of those things. Being strong is knowing that you are the most important person in your life and that you have to take care of you first. You have to take care of you first. Now, in that, in that scenario I mentioned earlier, I did not take the pill. Against everything in me yelling, you got this. You're stronger than this. I picked up the phone and I called a friend. I called someone I could trust with my vulnerability. Someone that wouldn't judge me. Someone that wouldn't judge the circumstance. Because I was, listen, I was in such a broken place that I could not even speak when she answered the phone to tell her what was wrong. But that did not matter to her. <laughs> she knew everything she needed to know in that moment. And that was that I was in emotional pain. So she immediately jumped into action. And in her effort to calm me, she asked me to take some deep breath. Cheryl, take some deep breath. And in the middle of the deep breath, I heard the words, you don't have to do anything right now. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to have it all together. And as she spoke those words, I began to breathe a sigh of relief. And my mind and my spirit started to calm. I began to release the worry. I began to release the fear. I began to release the emotional pain. She gave me exactly what I needed in that moment. She didn't try to fix it. She didn't ask me any questions. She gave me permission to just be. When she said, you don't have to be anything right now, that was her giving me permission to just be whatever I was in that moment. And that meant the world to me. Because in my 50 years of living, I was 50 at that time, no one had ever said those words to me. No one had never said to me, no one had ever said to me, you don't have to be strong. No one had ever said to me, you don't have to be anything right now. Nobody had never had ever said those words to me. In my 50 years of living, no one had ever spoken those words to me. All I ever heard was, you've got to be strong. You cannot let them see you fall apart. But she didn't say that. She said, Cheryl, you don't have to be strong. You cannot know what that meant to me in that moment. It was life altering. So listen, I really hope that you have enjoyed this content in the Not Your Superwoman series because I have thoroughly enjoyed bringing it to you.
But here's the deal. The truth is, I learned a lot <laughs> about myself as I was working to bring you meaningful and impactful content. And one of the things I've learned is that still, <laughs> I still have a lot of work to do in various areas of my life. And I'm perfectly okay with that because healing is a journey, not a destination. I also learned that a lot of the superwoman behavior that I engage in as an adult was actually learned in childhood. And I think we talked about that in probably every episode in this series. So I have been working on unlearning to relearn. So here's the deal, Sister Queen. Before we can even begin to uncape, unmask, and unhide, we have to unlearn. We have to get to a place in our lives where we are ready to let go of the belief patterns that no longer serve us. We have to unlearn the behavior or the behaviors, because I'm sure there are many, <laughs> that forced us in to the Cape lifestyle. We have to begin to retrain ourselves and retrain our emotion because our emotions have gotten in this place where they feel like okay this is what we're supposed to do we're supposed to suppress and repress and i'm down with it so we have to retrain our our um we have to retrain our emotions we have to unlearn relearn retrain <laughs> honestly and i'd be willing to bet that some of you listening to me right now like me have never had anyone to say you don't have to be strong. But I bet what you have heard is some version of you're strong, you've got this. God won't put more on you than you can bear. Sis, you've got some unlearning and relearning to do too. <laughs> like seriously, the life you desire, the one you've been dreaming about is indeed in the uncaping, but it absolutely will not happen without the unlearning when i started planning the planning the episodes for this series i found myself thinking about um some shows some television shows from the 90s during that time there were there were a few strong black women on network television there was claire huxtable there was maxine shaw there was khadija james god um yeah, just to name just to, just to name a few. And I loved all of them. Like I love Maxine Shaw was my girl. <laughs> like she was she was my girl, Maxine Shaw, attorney in law. She was my girl. There were bits and pieces of me that related to each of them on some level. But my absolute favorite was the original Vivian Bain. Oh, she was classy. She was well-dressed. She had a career outside of the home and everything about her screamed confidence. And as classy as she was, she would not hesitate to snatch off her earrings and get you all the way together in a nice, nasty kind of way. <laughs> like, 
she was my spirit animal. Like I wanted to be Vivian Bank. Like I wanted to be the strong black woman that was Vivian Bank. You hear me? So one of my favorite episodes was um I guess y'all should just be talking about television because I think last episode I talked about scandal a lot. <laughs> anyway, one of my favorite episodes uh, of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was where Vivian had a midlife crisis after she turned 40. Um, and so in her midlife crisis, I guess she got to thinking about her life and what she really wanted to be when she grew up. And so she decided to revisit her dream of becoming a dancer. Do y'all remember that episode? I know y'all know what I'm talking about. She was rocking a pink leotard that accented every curve. And baby, she came to play. In the episode, she was dancing. She was the she was the oldest person in the in the dancing group. And honey, she was determined not to let them little girls show her up, honey. And she danced. I mean, she rocked it. She slayed that routine. Her vindication at the end of that dance was every black woman who had ever been told that she was not good enough. She, like, we could relate to that. We could relate to, and we loved her for it, let me just say. But if you follow this thing, after she served them body <laughs> in that um, skin tight pink leotard and slayed that dance routine, you'll see that she fell to the floor in exhaustion as soon as she exited the room. Now, when that episode originally aired, I was like, yes, girl, yes. Show them how it's done, huh, Bill? <laughs> like, seriously, I wanted to be uh, Bib, I was like, yes, girl, show them how it is done. But now that I am older and wiser, and because I am always looking for the teachable moment in everything, P.S., my kids hate that about me. Anyway, <laughs> I now see that scene and immediately question why Black women drive, why we as Black women because I want to include myself too, drive ourselves to complete overwhelm and exhaustion trying to prove to the world that we're good enough, that we're strong enough, that we are enough, period. See, the strong, the strong Black woman portrayed on television is one, she is one, um, often one of self-sacrificial strength and one that provides unlimited support to her family and friends, all while proving that she deserves a seat at the table that Jack built. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, it is so exhausting. It is. That lady that I just talked about, the self-sacrificing, the unlimited support to family and friends, that's the strong Black woman I cannot get down with. That's the strong Black woman that birthed Shades of Strong. That's the strong Black woman that birthed the Not Your Superwoman series. Because I can't be like Olivia Pope, Cookie Lyons, Mary Jane, or Annalise Keating. Listen, I love all of them. Like, I was glued to the television every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. 
but I cannot live my life like that. That is the behavior that I am constantly fighting to unlearn and relearn. It's like net, it's like network television went from one extreme, the Mammy, the Jezebel, the Sapphire, to the next, the self-sacrificing strong black woman, thereby perpetuating the idea that the strong black woman has to sacrifice herself to be all the things to all the people. Y'all, ain't y'all ready to unlearn that bullshit? Like for real. Aren't you ready to unlearn and relearn? I'm tired. And I know you are too. I know you are tired of being the strong one. You are tired of being the one who overextends and backbends and pretends to be happy while dying on the inside. You're tired of constantly pouring into the cups of others while never refilling your own cup. You're tired of being ridiculed and demeaned for simply expressing an emotion. You are tired of not being able to rest, not being able to cry, not being able to ask for help without feeling guilty for asking. You are tired of efforting and watching as that effort goes unnoticed. Watching as that effort goes unappreciated. You are tired of having to choose between being strong and being human. And I get it. I get it. It is time for us, for Black women, for strong Black women, to break free from the lies that the world has told us about what it means to be strong Black and woman. So I thought we could take a little break from the day and do a little visualization because there is something so uniquely rare about the strong black woman and it has nothing to do with how the world portrays her so go with me if you will to your safe place that place where you're free to just be a strong black woman without apprehension and without apology so if you're in a place where you can close your eyes and picture her cloaked in uninterrupted brown skin, naked and unashamed, her crown positioned perfectly. Can you see her? Can you see her humanness, her enoughness, her greatness? Isn't she lovely? She is enough. If she never marries, never gives birth to children, never cooks a meal, never runs a marathon, or sits at the head of a boardroom table, she is already enough. Sis, you are already enough without the cape, without the mask. Without the facade, you are enough. 
And the only person you need to prove that to is you. You don't have to morph into somebody else's version of the strong black woman. You don't have to be the fixer like Olivia Pope, slay giants like Cookie Lion, be the queen in the conference room like Mary Jane, or save everybody like Annalise Keating. Everybody got time for that? <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. Capitalism and centuries of oppression, both in and out of the culture, both in and out of our familiar relationships, have conditioned, have taught us to overwork ourselves in the name of being strong. It's time to set yourself free from the lies. It's time to set yourself free from what they have told you being a strong black woman is. And if your liberation upsets some folks, there is a huge chance that they were benefiting from your oppression. So here's the deal. The life you long for, the deep connections you desire, are all trapped inside the little black girl behind the strong black woman. The little black girl who was conditioned to never cry. The little black girl who was conditioned to never ask for help or need anyone. The little black girl who was taught to mimic happiness even when her heart was breaking. The little black girl who was led to believe that it's better to be seen and not heard. Aren't you ready to reacquaint yourself with her? Listen, this is the final episode in the Not Your Superwoman series. But the work is just beginning. If you want to go deeper, if you're ready to do the work to start healing the little black girl in her inside, slide in my DM on Instagram and get on the wait list for the Not Your Superwoman starter kit. It is seven days of journaling prompts, seven days of affirmations, and a visualization meditation, all meticulously created to support you in unlearning and relearning. And you don't have to do this work alone. I'll be hosting a circle where we can do it together. Because when you are a part of the Shades of Strong Queendom, you never have to walk alone. So like I said, slide in my DMs and say, sis, put me on the wait list for the Nacho Superwoman Starter Kit. And I also leave the link to the wait list in the show notes of this episode. Now I know this wasn't your typical episode. This was just us wrapping it all up. <laughs> so yeah, that's it, Sister Queens. In the words of Carol Burnett, I'm so glad we had this time together. <laughs> but before I go, if you find yourself drowning in the middle of your own life and being strong is all you know how to do, this is me telling you, you don't have to be anything. You don't have to be strong. You don't have to have it all together. The only thing you have to do is just be whatever you are, 
whoever you are, in your moment of truth. This is your moment. Allow yourself to experience, experience it in a way that honors your emotional standards. You don't have to experience it the way the world thinks you should. All right? I love you, sis. And I'm holding space for you. Reach out. I got you. Like, for real, for real.